Welcome back to another episode of the Good Gluten-Free Grub podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about traveling. Um, those of you who already have been living with celiac disease or living um, a gluten-free lifestyle for a long enough time already know that it's there's a lot of work that goes into preparing for a vacation, preparing preparing for a road trip, um, et cetera, et cetera. Travel is a little bit more work. Is it possible? Absolutely. I have traveled a lot um, since my celiac disease diagnosis, and honestly, it can totally be done. And there are lots of amazing accounts that you can follow that are all about traveling with celiac disease and how um, how to make it work. Um, so I'm going to give you three or four of my most useful tips when it comes to traveling. First thing is um, preparing for the travel. There's a lot of work that goes into it beforehand. And for in my personal experience, I find it most most helpful, especially if it is a big trip. Like if it's somewhere that we're going to be staying for a week plus or we're traveling overseas, we're going to Europe or something like that. I start doing my preparations like a month in advance. Um, that way I, you know, I'm not putting that on the back burner and I'm not like waiting to do that last minute. And then that's just causing me more stress. So here's kind of like a play by play of how I start my preparations for a trip. Um, here are a couple places where I start. I do, I use the app Find Me Gluten Free. And if you're not using this app, this is my number one used app that I use for, like, even in my own area, in my own city. Um, it's a place, it's basically like Yelp, but for just gluten-free restaurants or restaurants that have gluten-free options. Um, this is not sponsored or anything. This is just my honest most favorite app that I use. It is a user-based, so it is up to you to leave reviews at any restaurant that you eat at. Whether your experience is good or bad, it's really important that you leave a review so that other celiacs and other people who are gluten intolerant or have a wheat allergy can read the reviews at these restaurants and know that they are being able to eat safely there. So I typically start with the Find Me Gluten-Free app and I just search the zip code or the city to where we're headed to and I just start basically opening up every single restaurant and start reading their reviews and that's where I start making my beginner's list of restaurants. Um, this is time consuming so that's why I say that the preparations really should start a couple of weeks to a month in advance depending on how big or how extensive your trip is. Um, so I take time to read all of the reviews. Um, sometimes I'm cross-referencing with Google where I'm going on the, men the um, restaurant's menu on their website. I'm, you know, sometimes I have to contact a restaurant if I have a lot of, if there are a lot of mixed reviews, good, view, good reviews, bad reviews. Um, I will sometimes contact a restaurant and ask what their protocols are. So like I said, this is like a lot of time and detail and attention goes into the preparation of going on a trip because the last thing you want is to be on a trip and to get glutened and then the rest of your trip be ruined. The next thing that I start searching for is hashtags. So for example, last year we went on a trip to Chicago. So I just got on Instagram and I started searching the hashtag gluten-free Chicago and Chicago gluten-free. Um, and this typically brings up 
um, places that people are obviously using this hashtag. And this is a really great way to find local accounts that are local to the city. So this is a place that I found actually a lot of really great places for my trip to Rome and to like when we went to Rome and went to, when we went to Venice, I really used that hashtag to try to narrow down some of the places that I ate at. Um, so you can search hashtags. I do my best to every time I post a restaurant here in Salt Lake City or the city that I live in, I always will use the hashtag gluten-free Salt Lake City or gluten-free Lehigh, gluten-free American Fork so that, um, you know, if somebody is coming to this city specifically that they would be able to see my posts. Sometimes while I'm starting my research and I'm doing the hashtag searches, this leads me to specific accounts that might be bigger um, Instagram accounts, influencers, bloggers that actually have a blog post about the traveling that they did in a specific city. So when we went to Paris in 2021, I actually found a blog post about a a uh, fellow celiac who had done a trip recently and basically <laughs> I just contacted them and like asked them what their itinerary looked like because um, you know with celiac disease you basically have to plan everything that you're doing around where you're going to eat next so that's kind of how I plan my trips so I decide okay this is where I know I can eat for breakfast on this day lunch on this day and dinner on this day so what is in that general area that we can do um so it's kind of opposite of what you know the the typical person would do when they're just like oh we're just going to go to this museum or we're going to go to this place and then while we're there we'll just find a bite to eat like that's just not realistic for somebody with celiac disease to just like find a bite to eat you have to know in advance like where you're planning on eating for breakfast lunch and dinner and then i coordinate what events and what plans we're going to do in those general areas after we eat. Okay, so let's move on to the second thing. Um, the preparation that you have to do for actually like the traveling day. So if you're flying, um, I always bring a full meal with me on the plane. Um, I have once or twice over the years had things taken from me, but now that I have the confidence to advocate for myself and stand up for myself, I never get food taken away from me anymore because I just advocate for myself like a boss and I'm just like, listen, I have multiple food allergies. I have type 1 diabetes. There is nothing in this in this airport for me to eat and this is my only option. So whatever you have to do to make sure I can bring this food through, pat me down, do extra screening, whatever. Like I have to keep my food. And I will tell you, I have gone, been able to get through you know, like the additional screenings and all of that because I just advocate for myself. So I'm here to tell you that you really can bring quite a bit of stuff with you. I've brought liquids through. I've brought like liquid Thai coconut curry. I've brought, you know, chicken salads and all sorts of things. Like you really can if you advocate for yourself. That being said, I just always bring like a Ziploc bag in my carry-on bag. I mean, you guys know, if you are traveling somewhere far, your carry-on bag is literally filled with food. Snacks, fruits, vegetables, crackers, chips, beef jerky, protein bars. Like there's just so much food that you need to bring just because sometimes you just never know when your next meal is going to be. So always... As a rule of thumb, always pack double, if not triple, what you think you're going to need because there are going to be times that you are going to find yourself in a pickle and you're not going to have food. And so you'll be so grateful that you have, you know, a bunch of chomps, beef sticks or 
protein bars, then just, you know, you just really need to have those types of things that can tide you over. Now, if you are traveling on an airline or a flight that does serve a meal, so you're traveling like really long distances, you're traveling overseas, um, you do need to contact the airline beforehand. I want to say it's at least 48 hours in advance to request a gluten-free meal. Um, sometimes this gluten-free meal is pretty dinky and it's not great, but it's better than nothing. So um, if you know that you are going to be offered a meal service on your flight, you have to do the preparation beforehand or else you will not have a meal. And everyone's just going to be eating and you're just going to be chewing on some Lay's chips and it's really going to suck. So make sure you do your part in um, getting that taken care of for yourself. So if you need some meal ideas for things to bring on a flight, if you're not going to be getting a meal, um, I typically always bring like a chicken salad case. I'd like to buy the chicken salad from Trader Joe's. And then I typically buy the cheapest type of gluten-free bread just in case it gets like smashed up or mushed around like in your carry-on or whatever, then you're not like throwing away an eight or nine dollar loaf. Um, so the, I think that the cheapest bread is the Trader Joe's loaf and yes, the slices are tiny, but it's like your travel loaf. So I will always grab a loaf of Trader Joe's bread and I will grab the Trader Joe's chicken salad and I will bring that to be able to make a chicken salad like at the airport or on the flight or whatever. And then I will also make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and have that in a Ziploc bag. Um, I always bring chomps, beef sticks, or like the new primal beef sticks. I always bring something that's more protein forward that will actually tide me over for a while. Um, I bring apples, I bring oranges and I bring quite a bit of stuff. I bring, um, obviously just bring whatever, you know, you're going to love and whatever's going to tide you over. Um, typically something that's high protein and not just a bunch of empty carbs. All right. The third thing that I would recommend with traveling, especially if you are planning on traveling to a new country where they speak a different language, having um, travel celiac cards or an allergy card can be really helpful, especially if you're not familiar with the language, like I said. So um, a company that offers those is a company called Equal Eats. Um, they have allergy cards, celiac cards, lactose intolerant cards, like they have so many options and they come in a massive variety of different languages. So they'd have English on the front and the language that you need on the back. And then that's a card that you could give to a restaurant or you could give to a manager or you could give to the um, staff at the hotel. At the hotel. I just have to laugh and tell you one thing because <laughs> I said hotel. And it's because my daughter, Luna, she calls it a hotel. And so now, by default, me and my husband call hotels, hotels. <laughs> I can't stop laughing about it. Another place that you can get celiac cards is a company called The Celiac Space. They are a great, incredible resource on Instagram. Um, they have celiac cards that you can purchase on their website as well. And then also Zany Travel. I'm pretty sure they offer um, celiac cards that are in Spanish. So I just want to recap the main things. The preparation that needs to be done beforehand using the Find Me Gluten-Free app, using hashtags, using using blogs, and then also DMing anyone who's local to the area that you're going and just asking them for their personal recommendations um, to find safe places to eat. The second thing is the food preparation that you need to do beforehand. So any type of meal that you're planning on 
picking up to go to the airport or you're making, um, making sure that you have a lot of food in your carry-on bag so that you have food to eat in case you, um, you know, you get hungry or you don't get a meal. Um, and then make sure that you do the preparation to contact the airline 48 hours in advance to get the gluten-free meal. That's something that you do need to do. And then um, the last thing was purchasing celiac travel cards or allergy cards that will make it easier for you to travel to other countries where you don't speak the language. I just want to give you an idea of how much traveling I've done and just to give you hope and give you a sense of um, the possibilities that are out there for you to travel, um, especially if you're new to living with celiac disease and new to eating gluten-free completely, or you have a child that eats this way or needs to eat this way and you just feel really overwhelmed by the idea of traveling. Um, it does require a lot of work. I'm not going to lie and say that it's easy, um, but every single time you travel and every time you're exposed to a new experience, you learn something new that you're going to change for the next time. So you have to kind of throw yourself into the fire to gain that experience but you're going to learn so much so that the next time you go on a trip the next time you go on a road trip or a big vacation you are prepared and you will know what to do better for next time some of my favorite places that I have traveled since my diagnosis um, have been in no specific order because I just can't choose a favorite but at at the very top of that list, like in my, my top three favorite places that I've been have honestly been in Italy. Um, we went and we spent a couple of days in Venice and it was just so easy to find gluten-free food there. I know that sounds like so bizarre because Italy is like the home of pasta and bread and all of these things and pizza, but the name of the game in Italy is inclusivity and they're just so aware of celiac disease and it's just very commonly accepted to cater to people with celiac disease. They have a really awesome organization there that um, makes it so easy to find gluten-free restaurants and not only gluten-free restaurants, but restaurants that have separate staff, separate kitchens, separate, separate protocols. Like it's just such a great place. So if you haven't been to Italy, it should be at the top of your list to travel there. So we spent um, two days in Venice and then we spent five days in Rome and then we traveled from Rome down to um, Napoli. We spent a day in Napoli and then from there we took a ferry boat to the island of Capri and we spent two nights there. So we got to see a lot of Italy and again I did a lot of preparation leading up to this trip. So every single place that we got to I knew every day where we were going to eat because it was, you know, I wanted to make sure that I never got sick on this trip because the last thing I want wanted was to get sick on a vacation where it was like, it's just me and my husband, we're going to see Europe, we're going for two weeks, like I do not want to get sick. So lots of preparation went into it. But Italy was just absolutely incredible. Um, we also went to Paris when we were on that trip and Paris was really easy too. It was really easy to find gluten-free food there. Again, lots of preparation went into that and lots of reviews were read. And um, honestly, I I feel like I barely scratched the surface in Paris with what was available to me because we, we, only, we only stayed in Paris for three days. Um, but I can't wait to see more places in Europe in general because I just know that they're so much better than the United States. It's just, I don't know, it's it's kind of ironic, but it really is, they're just so much more inclusive over there. Another easy place to travel um, 
while eating gluten-free is Central America. We did a week in Costa Rica with a company called Zany Travel. And this is a travel agency that specializes in catering to people who are gluten-free with celiac disease and you book your whole trip through them and they have everything mapped out for you adventures and excursions and then all of your meals and they train all of the restaurants that they take you to to be like zany zany travel certified so that you know that when you're going to this restaurant they know how to take care of people with celiac disease Um, but not only traveling with zany travel was incredible but honestly just in you know, I've, I've been to a couple of places in Mexico and then Costa Rica and really it's just easy to eat gluten free there because they really just don't eat a lot of gluten there. Like you're just eating like beans and rice and meat and fresh fruits and vegetables. It's, it's a little bit easier to eat gluten free there. Um, so we had a really good experience in Costa Rica. And then if you try, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I just recently went to New York and Honestly, I'll just be dreaming of the day that I get to go back to New York. It was just an absolute paradise. It was so fun to just open up the Find Me Gluten-Free app and to see just like hundreds of these little red location dots, knowing that like, like I did minimal research when I went on this trip because I already saw through other people that had traveled to New York and I kind of collected all of the restaurants that I wanted to go to just on Instagram based on other influencers and gluten-free friends that I follow and all the places that they ate at. That's kind of where I started collaborating and creating my list from. But then, you know, I did do some other research. But honestly, once I got there, it was like no matter where I was, I could just open up the app and put in my location And there would be places like all around me. It was like I did not have enough time in New York to eat at all the places that I was given recommendations to go. Like you could go to New York for an entire week and eat somewhere dedicated gluten-free or a highly raved review place for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and just barely scratch the surface of what's available in New York City. So New York City was an incredible place to travel with celiac disease. I have um, dining guides on my Instagram page of all the cities that I've traveled to. And in those dining guides, I map out everywhere that we have been. But I also have highlight bubbles that's a bit more casual, kind of showing where we eat, wherever we travel. And I've done a lot of traveling in the United States. And so there's lots of information and and access to all of that on my Instagram as well. Um, If you're not following my Instagram, it's at go to gluten-free grub. So um, you can go to my Instagram to find more information about travel guides and feel free to send me a DM if you're planning on traveling anywhere and maybe I've been there. I can give you recommendations, but um, start with find me gluten-free and using hashtags to start doing your research for that. And um, I really hope that you find joy and you find happiness in traveling with celiac disease. You have to start somewhere and the more you do it, the more you'll learn and you'll just be able to really learn how to travel with celiac disease and have a really great time. You really do not have to be limited. You just have to be prepared. Um, So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found this helpful. If it was, please leave a rating or review. Um, I would love to hear from you and hear what you think about the podcast. And um, I hope you tune in for my next episode and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.